Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 51. I hope we're all having a fantastic day as always and really wanted to bring this podcast topic to all of you guys as well. But a little bit of an update on me. I am uh, eight weeks out from the finishing point of my diet. Um, everything is going well, cruising through it. Um, lots and lots of, of obstacles and lifestyle um, you know, events coming up and, and hectic social calendars. Myself and G just spent the uh, the weekend down in, you know, what I, I can't even remember the name of the place. It's like Kilrud- Kilmudden or something like this. Um, down by Phillip Island in Melbourne, which was a lovely weekend, very much so needed. Work has been um, very, very busy the last couple of weeks, and if not month or two. Um, I think I might have said this in the last podcast, but I have a really cool, exciting um, launch of a new element to not not even coaching for me, but but more so around you know value. We're going to be launching a, a circle community group or, or a Team Josh Cowan Condition community um, group to give you guys lots and lots of free value to from everything from little mini webinars to PDFs, transformation blueprints, um, to you know pre and post workout nutrition. Absolutely everything is all going to be in there for all of you guys alongside stuff like my own check ins and and being able to see that in the off season to see the changes that I'm making and why we're making them. Exercise video libraries, you know, exercise analysis for you guys to actually send your lifts in to me. All this kind of cool stuff. And I think this is going to be launching in the next 24 to 48 hours. And um, so I'm really looking forward to bringing all of you to all of you guys that, um, which is going to be really cool. But yeah, much needed a little break away for myself and Gigi as well. But it was a lovely, lovely trip. So I'm really glad to, to be back, back into workflow with a refresh mindset. And already today, you know, there's been two check-ins that have come to me with the same problem, both of which are both in an improving phase at the moment. And I've discussed finding it difficult to to get food down trying to finding it difficult to actually digest the amount of food that we have in plan so i thought i would make a podcast topic on this as always if one of my guys and girls are struggling with this i'm sure that a lot of you guys are too so today's topic is all going to be about um optimizing you know digestion and and helping appetite uh, when in an improvement phase okay i'm going to think of a bit more a snazzier um you know, podcast title okay but we'll go with that for the podcast for now so number one is going to be structured meal timings and one of the individuals i was messaging um at the moment actually was over over instagram and um, who's struggling with this at the moment and always guys if you guys are struggling with anything at all i always like to be able to help with that that's what my instagram is there for it's to be able to help all of you guys to the best of my ability this individual reached out and said, you know, um, that they're struggling with keeping food down. And some of the stuff that we've touched on here are going to be exactly what I touched on with him. Number one is going to be structure and meal timings. Going about your day and just hoping to hit your calories. If your calories are two and a half, three thousand, three three thousand five hundred, you know, four and a half, five thousand calories, whatever that it is, if you're struggling to get that food in per day and you're always coming up short. Having structure and meal timings is imperative to achieving that goal, okay? Just going about your day like, you know, I'll just kind of wing it and see where I land and hopefully I get towards those calories. How many times have you tried that? And how many times have you come up short? Probably a lot. So the beautiful phrase, if nothing changes, nothing's going to change. Nothing is going to change in terms of your overall calorie totals if you don't bring a little bit more structure um, and and direction and also bring some meal timings into your day. It's going to be really, really important. Something that massively saved me in my own meal, uh, my own improvement phase as well. So structure and meal timings are going to be number one. 
trying to find times that you just know you can eat at. 9 a.m. every morning in my improvement phase is meal number one. I have my, I train then at 11, 11 to one or so back home and have my meal two, maybe half one or two. Then it's 4.30 and then it's 7 p.m. All four meals regimented every single time, every single day. Okay, because I know that works well for me. So ask yourself the question, are you just kind of, waiting for hunger to come around to have meal one and then it's 11 a.m and then you have to fit in 4,000 calories by 7 p.m you know that might not be the best idea of course so really have a think about that and seeing is there anything that we can do from a structure perspective that's going to help your ability to digest and utilize food because what i said to daniel um, and what i said to twain this morning as well uh, in check-ins were that your ability to grow revolves around your ability to digest food if you are not able to digest food, you're not able to supply your body with the correct fuel to be able to promote growth. So digestion of food is going to be the key for this. And a lot of the stuff that we're going to touch on today is all going to be around that. And having structure and specific meal times to your day is going to be number one for sure. Okay. Number two is going to be snacks versus meals. This is something that Daniel did struggle with. And he said that I'm just kind of going about my day snacking a lot and trying to select meals, you know, that that are select snacks that are slightly higher in calories. But when I pose the question to him, I'm, wait, I'm waiting a response, but I'll nearly guarantee my, my life on it, that if you look over, let's say, a five-hour period, okay, or even let's say a four-hour period, how many calories are being consumed? If we have two snacks over a four-hour period and the snacks are, let's say, 200 calories, a protein bar and a protein pudding, I think was the, the, what, the things that he said, 400 calories, 450 calories in four hours. If you're supposed to eat 3,000, 4,000 calories a day, that, that's nothing. We're never going to be able to hit our targets then. So I say that, and that's always going to mean that you're never going to be hungry then. If you're always snacking, you're never going to be hungry. So what's the best way to increase appetite? Not eating. So I always advise, and also we're going to touch on the digestion and also the um pre-feeding checklist and stuff like this if you're just having snacks on the go you're probably not going to be able to digest that food as well rather than if you're actually sitting down to a, a proper meal but i'm going to going to pull on that point now in a second i'm going to come back to that now in a second so in terms of snacks versus meals i always advise to have more meals throughout the day than snacks for sure because those meals like let's say for instance in that four hour period if i didn't eat for four hours and i have a meal i'm, I'm pretty hungry what if that meal turned into 150 grams of jazz and rice 10% beef mince, 250 grams of that, um, like 20 mils of olive oil, uh, maybe 50 grams or 100 grams of avocado, that two 400 calorie snack now becomes a 1,000, 1,200 calorie meal. That's a lot closer towards your two and a half, three, 4,000 target, whatever that it is, if we allow ourselves to have higher higher calorie and higher calorie dense meals, to be honest. And that's going to be all done through meals and not through snacks. Yes, we can have the odd top up of rice cakes or like some nuts or something like that, or, or squares, bars, all these kind of stuff. I have no problem with that. Uh, only the, if we're having our kind of our three, four or five main meals of the day. And if you really think about it, what's going to provide more bang for a book regarding calories, it's going to be those meals for sure. Number three is going to be digestion and appetite. No matter how far you push calories, if you cannot digest food and you're feeling bloated, full, lethargic, never hungry, you're never going to be able to grow. If you're stalling scale weight, you're not moving forward and your digestion is poor, 
you're not moving forward. You're not growing new muscle. So we need to make sure that this is in check. So keeping digestion appetite, number one, like I just said, by having more meals, because from a nervous system standpoint, not to get into too much detail here, but if we're not um, sitting down and addressing a meal properly, your body isn't in the right nervous system to digest that meal. So you have two two sides of the nervous system. One is going to be the sympathetic side, fight or flight. One is going to be the rest and digest side. That's going to be the parasympathetic side. That's the side we want to get into. That side is only really there when we are low heart rate, okay? Nice and calm and relaxed and calm environment, like what I'm doing right now in this podcast. A sympathetic fight or flight response is going to be when we're kind of on the go and kind of moving from thing to thing, or even when we're training. And what do snacks, snacks are usually like that, that phrase on the go, you know, on the go, picking up a, um, a nature value bar or a cup of handful of nuts or, you know, put, buttering our rice cakes with some peanut butter or something like that. And just on the go, on the go, on the go. And if your digestion is already poor and you're eating on the go in this sympathetic state, Hey, presto, your, your, your digestion isn't going to allow you or your stomach isn't going to allow you to digest that food optimally. Then you feel more bloated. And three hours later, then you have a thousand calorie meal. It's never going to work for us. So my advice is to be able to, to have higher actual quote unquote meals rather than more snacks, because you can sit down, you can actually allow the, it's called the cephalic phase of digestion, actually sitting down, looking at your meal, being in this calm, relaxed place allows you to start to secrete some saliva which is really important for digestion and, and chemical digestion of food uh, in the mouth and in the stomach as well. And it allows you then to get into a much, much better position to actually digest this food so that in four hours time, when meal comes around again, you have enough appetite to, to want that meal. But if you're always eating on the go, on the go, on the go, probably going to mean that your food, your calories are going to be quite low because of the the kind of the, the nature of snacks are going to be lower in calories than meals. And also then your appetite is going to be very low for the next meal itself number one two three and four shouldn't put a number beside these number four is going to be i'll put number four this so i don't have to count them each time food quality okay food quality then is going to be an incredibly important variable i think that you know the the dirty bulks and stuff and and having dominoes and albeit i want a dominoes right now and the cookies and and brownies and donuts and stuff like does it hit our calories easier? Of course. How long can you do that for though? How good is your gut health going to be after all that? Do you know, all this kind of stuff. How good is your training performance going to be like this with going to be like with all of these huge ebbs and flows and spikes and and spikes and drops of um of blood glucose? If you have a donut, blood glucose goes through the roof, you get this huge surge in energy, and then warm all the way back down. What do we need? More of that, more of that, more of that. Internally, then our, our stomach and our our you know our gut health is 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 negatively being impacted here, is being negatively impacted here. So what happens then is that you're bloated, you're not feeling good, your stomach feels off, you feel horrible. Do you want any food? Of course not. So my advice to you is actually eating, and you might think, oh, I have to eat, you know. 300 grams of rice or let's say 100 grams of rice to get 350 calories when i can just eat 30 grams this donut that's 45 grams and get the same amount of calories yeah that's great like acutely 
but can we be doing that for every day, every, every couple of meals? You know, I don't think so. And I think that's a really poor way to look at it. It's also very poor for your health, your internal body health as well. And like I said, your blood glucose and your training performance as well. So food quality, these things like protein bars and protein puddings, I would really refrain from eating those to the most best of my ability. If you guys um, see, see what I eat and, and look at, to my nutrition quality on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram at Josh can conditioning, make sure you watch, have a look over that. Watch what I'm eating there. I'm eating them for a reason. One's going to keep me fuller in this dieting phase. But in terms of my improvement phase, when food is up past 4,000 calories, I'm still eating the same foods because I know that digests well for me. I know it's healthy and it keeps blood glucose in check. The fifth point that we'll discuss is going to be food selection. Okay. So me eating at 4,000 calories, the foods are actually take back my comment there. Say I'm eating a lot of the foods that I was eating in my improvement phase. But if I'm eating things like sweet potato, like potato, tremendous amounts of fruit and veg, I'm going to be so full that I won't be able to actually get through my food. And in the opposite way, when we're talking about, you know, the the, the amount of food volume uh, with the donut and the, the rice here, if we look at, let's say, rice versus sweet potato, you might have 500 grams of sweet potato for the same same amount of calories and carbs as 100 grams of jasmine and rice. That's five times the amount of it. But jasmine and rice isn't the same food quality as a... Uh, a donut, in my opinion. So having a lot of that would be really beneficial. Why jazz and rice? Jazz and rice is one of the easiest, if not the easiest carbohydrate sources to have uh, or to digest. Um, I really, really advise you going for it. Uh, I would usually have that, you know, 200 grams of post-workout meal, 160 grams for meal three, 160 grams for meal four, like a large amount. And this is all raw weight. Um, but I can easily get through that. And I digest it very, very well. So that's going to be a really good thing uh, to have. Uh, and ground ground beef, ground chicken as well. So we talked about you know digestion that happens in the mouth and then in the gut. Mechanical digestion happens in the mouth where you're chewing through your food. You're really breaking the food down in your mouth as much as you can because that's going to provide, if you think of it like this, if you put a, a fillet steak, one bite in, in your mouth, you take two bites, excuse me, put it in your mouth and take two bites and swallow it it's going to be so big for your stomach to actually digest, break down and digest. So the likelihood is you're not going to be able to you know, uh, absorb all of those nutrients because it's not going to be in your stomach for enough time to do that before you excrete it. If you take time chewing it and really breaking it down to your mouth before it enters the gut, hey presto, you can start to digest that and absorb that food a hell of a lot easier and quicker and probably take all of the nutrients from it. There's a great phrase, you you are what you eat. There's another addition to this, you are what you eat, digest, absorb, and don't excrete. So just eating food doesn't mean that you're absorbing it. Chewing it, breaking it down, spending time in the mouth, getting some saliva on top of it, I know it sounds disgusting, but it's really important, salivary amylase around the food to then chemically digest it once it hits the stomach, making it much easier to digest, okay? But one of the easy things that you can do is actually have the food already broken down for you. Ground chicken, ground turkey, ground beef, or minced, excuse me, I'm using the American terms, minced beef, minced chicken, minced turkey. These kind of things are all much easier to digest than chewing through this tough chicken fillet or, or, or steak or something like this, much, much easier for you to utilize. So ground, ground variables, and then also higher calorie variables. 
olive oil. Do you know, that's such an easy one for us to, to add in here. Um, that's going to get, you know, 20 grams of olive oil or 10 grams of olive oil, I believe, is, t- is 10 grams of dietary fat. Your, your fats are going to be slightly higher in overall calories. Um, which is uh, the macronutrient section actually I'm gonna gonna cover in the um the new community group and the community uh um, site that we have uploading now in the next couple of days has all this covered in there. So I definitely advise going and having a look. But in terms of fats, fats are going to be nine calories per gram, four four calories per gram for carbs and, and protein. So increasing your total fats might be an easy method for you to increase calories. But also remember that it does help slow down or it, it does it does slow down digestion. So having too many fats will actually make, make you feel, you know, maybe more bloated or, or more full, which might make your appetite reduce, obviously, off the back of that. So those kind of things are all going to be really, really wise to have on, on board. Hydration, one of the main things I like to try to think of with digestion and having good quality digestion is staying hydrated. You being dehydrated is a physical stressor on your body. And you being physically stressed pushes you into that fight or flight response of digestion of the nervous system, excuse me, which has a negative effect on digestion. So one easy thing that you can do to to try and improve your ability to digest food is, is being hydrated. To be honest, there's not one single biological process in the body that doesn't revolve around you being hydrated. So just being hydrated is genuine or generally a good thing anyway, but in particular around digestion and particularly with meals as well. I would have a glass of water with every single meal that I have to help improve this for sure. So if we've ticked all of these, all of these boxes, okay, our structure and meal timings, our, our snacks versus meals itself, which one is better, um, improving our digestion, improving our appetite, our pre-feeding checklist, food quality, food selection, you know, our hydration status, etc. And we still are finding it difficult to get food and calories in, then a little bit of a like a, a cheat sheet that we could potentially use. The use of like particularly carbohydrates, I find clients find the most difficult to get down. So that's usually the one that I'll cover here. Um jam, honey, dates, fruit juice, intro workouts, these kind of things are very high in carbohydrates, very small in terms of food volume. And they taste delicious. If you, one thing that I always say is that if you made a smoothie now, okay, and you had oats or even did Rice Krispies, okay, oat, let's call it oats, like one and a half scoops of whey, full fat milk or some oat milk or something like this, whatever that you choose. You put in 30 grams of honey, you put in 50 grams of dates, you put in hand, like 50 grams of cashew nuts, um, and then you blend that up watch how many calories that is. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of calories, excuse me, for not that much food. It's a great meal. You have your complex carbs through your oats. You have your protein through protein powder and you have good fats and you add add in 35 grams of dark chocolate in there as well with a little bit of pink salt. Hey, presto, that's an unbelievable pre-workout meal that you just made. So those things are really easy for you to get down rather than sitting there with a 130 grams of oats, you know, like in front of you and you literally never ending bowl of oats. That's, that's not what we want. The use of fruit juices. So stuff like cranberry juice, orange juice, apple juice, you know, adding Steve up in Sydney was using a, and um, this Ribena dilute that he is that he's using. And he, if he adds it into maybe like a liter of water or something like that, it's like, like 60 carbs or something. I can't remember the exact amount, but it, it tots up and, it, and it's accumulative week to week. Very, very useful fruit juices and smoothies, like I said. Um, intro workouts as well, you know, the use of like even Gatorade and 
um, LucasAid and stuff like that are all, you know, they're useful tools. Remember, this is a cheat sheet. And um, if we do need to use these on top of things, and I, I would actually argue that all of these are, are viable, great options. Uh, intro workout as well. You can get intro workouts that have 25 grams of carbs per scoop. If you had two scoops of that 50 grams in a workout, it will improve your training performance, but it'll also knock off 200 calories, 50 grams of carbs. Easy. So those are kind of things I like to use. Olive oil is definitely another one as well handful of nuts, nut butters, dark chocolate, but you want to be wary of, of too many fats. If you're having lots of fats, you know, as little snacks or something or add on to meals, sometimes your your not digestion, but your appetite massively reduced. So do be do be aware of this. So lots of stuff covered in here. Okay. Everything from and I just repeated the list 10 seconds ago. So I'm not going to repeat it again. But everything from structure to food quality to the selection of food to using these little cheat sheets to our advantage is, is definitely warranted and definitely going to make life a hell of a lot easier. Okay. So if you guys enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to share it on your stories. I really, really appreciate seeing that. Hopefully all of you guys jump on and join the circle um, or the, I keep calling it circle. Circle is the software that we use. This is going to be a Team Josh Can Conditioning community group, members community for uh, my Team Josh Can Conditioning members but you do not need to be a client um, to join. There's going to be a free area and section as well for all of you guys um, to join. So keep your eyes peeled on the page. I can't wait to have this uh, ready to rock for all of you guys. From a coaching perspective as well, there are still coaching spots available. There's a couple of call times this week. Actually, we have a four or five um, calls booked in for this week, but there are times available as well. If any of you guys are struggling with your nutrition at the moment and need some help regarding structure and meal timings and food selections and stuff like this and someone to be accountable to on a week-to-week basis and, and giving you structure, direction and, and accountability and guidance like we just said, um, hit the link in the description, apply for coaching. I'm looking forward to touching base in our call. Other than that, guys, have a fantastic rest of your day and I will catch you in the next one.